All right, everybody. Welcome back to Tech Gumbo. I'm Haggai Davis III, co-hosting with Haggai Davis II, and we would like to thank you for joining our show. Tech Gumbo is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. We also want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital. They connect businesses to capital. It does not matter what business you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of any size, life cycle, category, or location. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance your current debt because of the new government programs and the favorable interest rates, or you're trying to finance new equipment or maybe acquire another business altogether, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When banks cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that was sent to us via text to 225-255-0431. And this week the question is, my phone keeps telling me I'm out of storage. What should I do? This is a good question. This happened to me a little less than a year ago. And these are some of the steps that I took. The first thing is figure out what is the things which are taking up the most space. In my case, it actually turns out it was Outlook. There was some bug wherever Outlook had decided that it was going to go from being about one gig to 20 gigs. And that was only because I had 20 gigs left of space. Outlook had just decided it was going to fill my phone. In that case, I had to sit there and fight Outlook for a while. The first step is just figuring out where is your space going or where has it gone? So if you have an iPhone, go to settings, go to general, and then iPhone storage, and you'll be able to see pretty easy what's taken up the biggest chunk of your data. Same thing if you have an Android, go go to files and tap on the three dots, sort by, and then select the largest. And then you'll see, okay, here's where all of your data is sitting. You can then, whenever you say, all right, I need to start clearing some stuff out, one of the places you can start is apps that you don't use anymore. If you've had your phone for a while, chances are that you downloaded some apps a couple months or a couple years ago that just kind of sit there and maybe it's 20 megs here, 50 megs there, 70 megs here. And, you know, you start chipping away at some of those and all of a sudden you free up some space. I think on, on my iPhone, I've got a couple of pages of apps that I haven't touched in years. And they all have a little cloud symbol that Apple is holding on to those, those apps in the cloud. If I, if I want them, I can tap and download them again. But for right now, they're all just sitting up in the Apple cloud for me. Yeah, whenever I changed phones about two or three weeks ago, I sat there and looked at all the apps and said, okay, do I want to bring this one over with me? And there was, uh, if I had 30 apps, there was probably about 10 of them that I looked and said, you know what? No, I, I cannot tell you the last time I used this app, or I can tell you the last time I used this app, and it's been four years. There's plenty of those that just didn't make the move. Another thing you want to do is if you've been using WhatsApp, Messenger, your your iPhone messages, whichever app that you use to send text messaging back and forth, if you've been sending pictures in those text messages, 
those pictures could be adding up and taking up a lot of space. Yeah, in general, the chances are the things that are going to take up the most space are pictures and videos. That whenever you take screenshots, whenever you send pictures of things, that's usually wherever all of your space is going to go. If you're in text message change or people send a bunch of things back and forth like that, you'll lose some space there every once in a while. Go in and see if you can push those to a cloud or something like that, or maybe delete messages that are over a certain time period. Those are good ways to make sure you're not just ballooning infinitely on that. That's right. If you've sent somebody a five minute video, that's a big chunk of data sitting on your phone. It would be a good idea to go ahead and delete that. That's assuming that it exists in the high quality format. Sometimes it'll be compressed all the way down to pixels in the first place. But, you know, those are things to look out for. We talked about downloading TV shows, movies, anything like that. If you have Netflix or HBO or Hulu on one of those sitting on your phone and you downloaded some shows to watch while you were on a plane, make sure you go back and clear those out because you'll you'll have one of those be 500 megs. One of those will be a gig. And so that's wherever you can really start to free up some space if you have a lot of those. If you've downloaded, let's say, the last 150 or so Tech Gumbo podcast, and you've enjoyed listening to all of them, obviously, maybe it's okay to go ahead and get rid of some of the, you know, the, the first 100 or so. Keep the last 50 around or something like that. Maybe maybe only keep the last 20 or so. Right, right, right. Your Spotify, if you have us in Spotify, or just if you have a, a bunch of playlists downloaded, those are all places that if you are hard-pressed for space, that's places where you can trim. So then you also want to go through... You want to clear any kind of caches that are that have been building up and you can you can free up a whole lot of space again go to settings go to files would put on your phone and go in, into the apps notification and you'll get rid of a lot in the cache this is again something that you only need to look for if you are hard pressed on space it's probably not going to free up the the largest amount but the last one is again look through your photo gallery if you have a bunch of pictures that are just screenshots and stuff or a bunch of pictures that maybe you did the burst mode and it took 50 pictures, but you only liked two of them, well, you can dump those other 48. And so just doing those types of things to clean out a lot of that stuff that you don't even want anymore, that's how you really start to, it takes a little bit of time to go through all of that, but it can be kind of fun, one, to just see all the old pictures, but two, that's how you free up some space. And if, you know, if you've got pictures from 10 years ago, from three phones ago that are still there because you've kept transferring those photos, maybe it's time just to move those up to a cloud storage and get them off your phone. That's the best thing to do, regardless, is to not have those photos sitting locally on your phone. Move them up to iCloud, move them to OneDrive, move them to the Google storage. So that way, if your phone goes swimming, you don't lose all of that. Thank you to the listener for that question. We will be sending out the beautiful Tech Gumbo mug. Do hope you enjoy it. Moving on, the big story we want to talk about is Google and Facebook a little bit as well. But Google's running into a whole lot of problems lately. Yeah, they got hit with a 150 million euro fine that was made possible by the GDPR. 
a French privacy watchdog found them in violation of one of the policies that you have to make terms and conditions as easy to accept as to unaccept. And Google, specifically YouTube, violated that. The general data protection rights, which went into effect May of 2018, almost four years ago, the GDPR has been around. They did not like what YouTube is doing. If you go to YouTube before you can you start, you have to choose. You can either customize how the cookies are used or you can just clap flat out and say, I agree. That didn't make people all that comfortable. So Google said, OK, well, we'll try something a little different. They said, well, how about the we'll give you the option of on and off on your search customization, your YouTube history, your ad person. We, we can do on and offs on all these. And that didn't go over very well. The problems continue. The whole point, as one person has termed it, is a dark pattern that exists in a lot of places online. If you give someone an easy option and a hard option, they're going to take the easy option regardless. And so that's the whole thing is that you just subtly nudge them in a direction and that you don't know you're being nudged, but they do. They've spent billions of dollars to have the top minds in the world come and exploit human psychology. And so they do this in order to generate more profit. And these are the dark patterns that you are not purely free to choose. You are being pushed here, nudged there in ways you don't perceive. They are not accidents at all. They are very explicit design choices, and they exist in a lot of places on the Internet. It led to a much bigger question of, can Google be trusted? The answer was, sure, as long as you're not a competitor, a consumer, or an advertiser. Which doesn't leave a whole lot of people left over. No, it really doesn't. I love that line. I mean, it's, it's a very, very poignant way of saying, are you kidding me? You know, Google started off, their motto was, don't be evil. And... It's hard to see how they've been anything but. It's also even the construction of that phrase is a negative. Don't be evil implies something very different than be good. If you if I tell you you have to be good, there is now a burden on you to do something. Or if it's, oh, don't be evil, you can say, oh, well, this isn't evil. It's neutral. And all of a sudden, there's a gray area that exists there, as opposed to if I say, be good, you now have to show why what you're doing is good. And so even that initial construction, already you can see how we were led down this path. They, um, they all but went out and said, be a little less bad. Suck a little less. The idea that you have to tell people, don't be evil is just it's not a good starting ground and the terrifying part is that would be an improvement for a lot of other tech giants that setting that bar of don't be evil you would already have a lot of people who say huh guess we're not clearing that one today and we'll go back to whatever it was that we were doing google has been brought to court by uh, an antitrust lawsuit because they were doing what was called second price auctions where the highest bidder wins the auction but actually pays an amount 
equal to the second highest bidder. This is a process which exists in a lot of places. What Google was doing that was allegedly illegal is that they were actually using the third highest bid instead of the second highest bid. What this means is that what uh, people were paying on Google's platform is much lower than it was anywhere else. And so Google's platform was the most attractive, but is artificially the most attractive. They have since switched to a first price system wherever the person who pays the most pays that rate, but people are still saying that it exists, the second price system exists somewhere, and so that's wherever Google denies it, and it goes back and forth and exists in court now. They have an internal code named Bulbasaur for this this second price uh, bidding, uh, uh, second price auction. Bulbasaur. That yeah. just that sounds evil. So don't be evil. Be That's bulbous. the name from the Pokemon. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. It it probably means a whole lot more to the people who work at Google who probably grew up playing Pokemon. Oh, interesting. It's, okay. it's one of the cute first ones. Actually, it might be number one, like the first one. Oh, that actually makes sense. If it was a first price and you picked the first Pokemon, there. Okay, that might work there. I could also just be completely mistaken, but. I'll take your word for it because I can't even spell Pokemon. I've never played the game. So a little after my time, I guess we would be a better way of saying it. So moving along. So Google, they've also been doing a lot of other underhanded things. Allegedly underhanded. They have not been proven in court, but they are currently in court. The next one is there's a lawsuit that claims that Google conspired with Facebook to divide the online ad market and exclude competitors. This just is amazing. They both Google and Meta said they their arrangement actually improved competition was not illegal. This had the CEO of both companies signing the documents. So, I mean, it's not like this was an underhand back office deal between middle management. It alleges that Google gave Meta, Facebook, whatever preferential rates and treatment in exchange for Facebook avoiding direct competition against Google. Those are pretty direct claims, and it was allegedly also referred to as Jedi Blue, a reference to the color of Facebook's logo. So it seems like this is another one of those things which looks pretty straightforward here. It's going to be really interesting to see what Google's argument why this wasn't illegal. When you consider that Facebook meta and Google are the two largest online advertising companies, and they're they're setting the rules. They're 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 fixing the game. Uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Antitrust you know, cartel. It's not good words that you want associated with your business. That's not a good one, there, boys and girls. We'll have to see how that one continues to play out. We'll keep watching it. But that's not the only thing Google's done. Yeah, they also have kind of lost their product quality mojo here. That a lot of the the early things, the Gmail, the Google Calendar, those were the big hits, but they have so many things now. They just exist in so many places. They don't always work great, and Google's killing off some of them, and it, it doesn't have the same luster that it used to. I mean, when you go back to... Google Plus and Google Hangouts and Google this and Google that. And just 
The website, and we've talked about it before, killedbygoogle.com, just has so many things that Google has. Let's try it. Hey, everybody, this is the best thing ever. Come, come. Oh, never mind. We changed our mind, and they just killed it off. Is part of the problem Google runs into. It's interesting because... Google got into a fight with well, Google's Twitter account, said something about Apple not that long ago, saying that because the Apple had the iMessage, which was blue versus green, that this promoted bullying and uh, leveraging peer pressure and stigmatization. And Google said, oh, Apple should do something to fix this. But Apple's been very consistent for the past decade iMessage has been their singular messaging platform. They are doing everything they can to roll it in to make it as good as possible. Whereas Google is just spinning up messaging platforms and communication platforms for fun. And they don't all talk to each other well. They don't work together well. They're not necessarily the best in and of themselves. And so if you can't make your own product that's very good, why are you going to make the other guy adapt to whatever it is you're doing when you don't know what it is that you're doing. Google has actually launched 13 messaging products since 2011. They've killed five of them already. There's several more that are soon to be on the chopping block, but it just is amazing when you have, when you're this big, you have this many people to throw at things and you just run it up and, oh, well, never mind. We changed our mind. We, you know, we thought it would be good. You got excited about it, but we're killing it. Especially in relief whenever you think about Microsoft. That's Microsoft used to have Skype and switch to Teams now, but that transition has been mostly smooth, and you see exactly why they're doing it. That Teams is just a much better platform from the ground up, and Microsoft is going through and killing skype and pushing everything into teams teams is supposed to be a be all catch all super platform that will be their one communication platform as opposed to google which has eight that are still out there kicking and so that's kind of what we're trying to highlight here the difference between the two exactly when you look at what microsoft in windows 11 teams is integral to windows 11 Teams came out of Skype for business, and then Skype still is there, but it's really been pushed to the very back of the closet, and it's got dust on it because nobody wants to go to Skype anymore or use Skype because Teams is just so damn good, and Microsoft will eventually kill it, but they're not throwing up 13 things and seeing what sticks on the wall. Imagine if Google had invested all of their time and resources into one platform like Hangouts a decade ago and they you know it worked with everything it was great it was high quality you wouldn't have the proliferation of all these other apps because hangouts would just be number one but they didn't they never devoted the effort the resources the continuity and so it's it's fractured so the bottom line is can we trust google again sure as people do people still want to use google people still go to google but their reputation isn't the same as it used to be. It's, you know, the answer, in my opinion, it's, well, how well can you trust a monopoly? Exactly. So if you feel good about trusting your monopoly, then have at it. Great. Okay, good. If you don't trust them, 
Okay, what are you going to do instead? Yeah, good luck. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed service provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the Southeast United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services team can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strengths. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show reruns Sunday at 4 p.m. If you missed any part of the show or would like to hear this or any previous episode, check out our podcast, available on most every podcast platform, including Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Player FM, Podchaser, and more. Be sure to subscribe when you're there. That way you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. And if you like our show or if you have any suggestions, let us know via text at 225-255-0431. And if you send us a question and we use your question as the question of the week, we will send you a free Tech Gumbo mug. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.